0: According to an email sent to students from Provost Bill Hardgrave, Auburn is planning to offer most of its classes in person next semester. If a professor wants their spring classes to meet online, they'll have to get permission from the dean of their college. This is a shift from the fall semester, giving the deans a much larger role in determining how many classes are offered face-to-face according to the specific needs of each college. From the Auburn Plainsman, this is Suite 1111, I'm Trice Brown. For this week's episode, I talked to Editor-in-Chief Jack West about the factors that the deans of the College of Liberal Arts and College of Science and Mathematics have been considering in regard to in-person instruction this spring. Stay with us.
1: Hey, my name is Jack West, and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of the Auburn Plainsman. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Suite 1111. If you enjoy this podcast, want to support it, and want to advertise with us, this space right here is available. If you're interested, send an email to admanager at theplanesman.com and we can get you all set up. Once again, that's admanager at theplanesman.com if you want to advertise with us. Thank you so much.
0: So, Jack, uh, this week, Hardgrave announced big changes for the next semester. He did. Uh, Well, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Uh, So what are those maybe big changes?
1: So, two Fridays ago, Bill Hardgrave, the provost of Auburn, announced uh, in an email to students that most of the university's classes will be offered in person this spring. Uh, The spring semester is quickly approaching, and there were a lot of questions about what the formats for different classes would look like. And that was really the big statement made in that email. He said, you know, most classes will be offered in person. There were also kind of smaller announcements about what registration will look like. And then he said, we don't know what the spring break will look like. But the big one was that most classes will be in person.
0: Mm, Okay, so... How exactly is this different from how we went into the fall semester?
1: So the big difference between the spring and this fall uh, is you got to think when we were registering for classes this fall, we were registering back in May and April. Um, Mm -hmm. And at that point, we didn't know a whole lot about COVID-19. I would say the big difference between this registration for the spring and the registration we went through for the fall is now students will know for sure what mode their classes are going to be in when they register. One of the problems that a lot of students have spoken about is they had a professor say a class would be blended or high flex um, and it ended up just being online. So that was kind of the second part of Hardgrave's email. Uh, and, and for registration, that's going to be the biggest change.
0: Mm, okay. He didn't, we don't know anything about what spring break or anything is going to look like.
1: So as of recording this, we don't know whether or not Auburn will have a spring break. The University of Alabama released a few weeks ago that they will not be having a spring break this year. In Hardgrave's email, he said that we will know by November 24th. We did not have a fall break, so that's kind of the precedent here. But yeah, we don't know right now Mm. if we're going to have a spring break or not.
0: Do we know anything about what's going to happen if a professor doesn't want to teach in person? What is that process like?
1: So that's the big question. Um, In talking with professors throughout this semester, some of them still don't feel comfortable teaching in a classroom. And you've got to think, a lot of professors are older. Um, They're Mm -hmm. not the 19 to 20-whatevers that they're teaching. So the process for the spring semester it was laid out in an email to faculty a few weeks before and basically said any professor who wants to teach mainly online or having at l- more than 50% of their interactions be online has to get approval from the college dean. So that it, in a way, kind of brought the decision making down a level to the mm-hmm. college level, right. but it also brought it up um, from just professors mm. to deans
0: making those decisions. Okay. We'll be right back.
2: Hey,
3: this is Natalie Beckerink, Managing Editor of the Auburn Plainsman. I just want to remind everyone, if you'd like to support Sweet 1111 and the newsroom that creates it, you can log on to theplainsman.com and click on the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 125 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here in Auburn. Once again, that's theplainsman.com and click on the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show.
0: So why did Provost Hardgrave make this a decision of each of the deans? So I spoke with Dr. Giordano,
1: who's the dean of the College of Sciences and Math, mathematics, and he said that by bringing the decision to a college level, it would allow for more flexibility.
2: It might seem preferable to be able to apply the same criteria and the same decision process to every single case every single course in the university but they're all different. Our goal is to get all the every course that we can in a face-to-face mode but we want to do it subject to this to the safety of everybody the safety of the faculty the safety of the students and, and all and all that.
0: So what are their considerations for professors teaching in person?
1: So in speaking with the two deans, the things they said they were going to take into consideration, um, or obviously, any outstanding health concerns of the professors, they're called comorbidities by the CDC. Basically, things like pre-existing conditions, any asthma, stuff like that. But interestingly enough, they're also going to consider the relative health of the professor's family and the people they live with. So does the professor take care of an aging parent or does their child have asthma? Those are the criteria they're looking at. I should also mention The deans themselves are often not the ones making the decisions. It's someone in HR, uh, Mm -hmm. in the dean's office, and that just has to do with HIPAA HIPAA information
0: and stuff like that. So do the deans or the administration think that students will actually choose to attend classes in person in the spring? That's a really good question.
1: Um, In speaking with the two deans, both of them made kind of similar points about students not really wanting all the time to go to class. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty easy to go to class in your pajamas. Of course. And it's really a risk-reward calculation for students. Um, that, that seemed to be the understanding that they had. Is face-to-face interaction worth it and worth the risk of wearing a face mask um, or potentially getting this virus? Dr. Giordano put that pretty clearly.
2: Our impression from the fall semester is that a lot of students would rather not, would rather take a course online. Now, maybe they want to take the class in their pajamas. I don't know. But maybe, <laughs> maybe they're just uncomfortable with health. I think it's probably that. And we want to respect that.
0: Uh, so what exactly prompted this change?
1: So this was always going to be an interesting point uh, this spring. The fall semester has definitely not looked normal by any mm-hmm. means. But in speaking with deans, one thing they brought up repeatedly was parents. Dr. Astro put this specifically.
3: Our parents, though, have spoken very loudly, uh, and they spoke very loudly uh, just recently by sending them numerous emails and numerous uh, other types of communication telling Auburn uh, University uh, that it expects its classes to be more face-to-face than online.
1: So one of the big issues that he said a lot of parents had was not only that the university was Doing online learning, but that they kind of switched to that sometime in the middle,
3: and um, and some parents weren't very happy with that decision. And so this semester, I think we hear the provost uh, and the president of this university hearing the voices of the, of, the stu- of our parents and also uh, some some of our students that they would like to see a lot more face to face interaction.
1: So taking this all together. It seems to be that what prompted this was not necessarily professors wanting it or students or even parents. It's rather the university trying to give students the opportunity to go to class um, if they want to. And according to both deans, that satisf- You know, if students have the opportunity, that means they can go. But more than anything, that means parents can't complain that their students can't go to class.
3: You know, if student behavior doesn't change, that, that's just fine, you know. But but then when when, they're, when mom and dad call up, we can say, well, they certainly have the option to go to the class.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: They just chose not
0: to. So what do we think the life on campus is going to look like in the spring?
1: That's a really, really big question. Um, Thank you. We know what registration will look like. Um, registration opens on November 11th. And the idea is that students will be able to choose on that day uh, how much of their classes are in person. But there's still a lot of big question marks um, about whether or not they'll choose to be in, in person. You know, there are talks of a vaccine sometime in the spring, so that will certainly play a role. But all we know right now is that the semester is set to begin on January 6th. That's, that's what we know. Um, we may have a spring break. We may not. And we'll just kind of have to keep our ears to the ground and, and wait for those announcements. Dr. Giordano uh, is a physicist by training, and he very much brought the whole scientific outlook to his administration job, and I, I think he put it pretty perfectly.
2: I mean, we've been, we've been teaching some classes face, uh, face-to-face, you know, in, in spacing out in the rooms, uh, but you're right, we, we haven't done the full experiment yet.
0: Uh, well, thank you, Jack. Well, thank you for having me on. From the Auburn Plainsman, this has been Sweet 1111. I'm Trice Brown, signing off. See you next week.